Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now it's time for this News Talk's Executive Chair. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling. And I'm delighted to welcome to the Executive Chair, Teresa Arbuckle. She's the Managing Director for Beco for the UK and Ireland. And you're very welcome to the programme. Teresa, how are you? Oh, Bobby, thank you so much for having me on this morning. I'm, I'm in a good place. I love being in Dublin. I love coming over to Ireland to see uh, some of the folks who work over here. Now, listen to me. We'll talk all about Beko in a minute, uh, but I'm detecting a, a, a USA accent there, probably all the way from Birmingham, Alabama. Would that be right? <laughs> How did you guess, Bobby? Amazing. Yes, I. Um, uh, my family are actually from Spain, uh, from the Rioja, where the wine district, and uh, also Madrid. But they moved over to the States back in the 70s. And uh, I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama, of all places. Right. And... Uh, You studied in uh, Georgetown University, Washington, D.C. Tell us a little bit about your education and your early career. Well, I, I went to Washington, D.C. I thought it was an amazing place uh, and uh, and I had a, a, what I would call a, a varied experience because there were lots of international students there. Our favorite place, funnily enough, was an Irish pub uh, where they used to do the big yards of beer, which is quite dangerous at that age. Um, well, I didn't qualified in that department. <laughs> but I, I, I studied business, but I also studied art history because I love, um, I love seeing beautiful art and painting. And I was lucky because Washington DC has a lot of great museums so we would go on the weekends and drink lots of beer and also go to the museums and, and I found myself very fortunate to, to go to school there. Uh, I was also fortunate to um, to then move out to San Francisco right after I finished university. I'd never been to the West Coast and I loved it and, and, and you know enjoyed four years there before I realized that uh, probably being that my family was Spanish and I also speak a bit of French, uh, I wanted to go and, and live in Europe. So I came over to France and started working over there. And, and then I got to the UK about 23 years ago and, I, and I've never left. And was it with Danone that you worked with in France? I did. I did. I worked on kids' yogurts, of all things. Uh, and the name of the yogurt was called Kid. Uh, and it was quite fun. And I, I never forget tasting about 100 yogurts before 9 a.m. That was a little bit revolting, but, but it, was, it was good fun. And from there, I had met some friends. And one of my friends had started working at Heinz in the UK, in London. And he said, you got to come over here. This is the best place. And, and that's how I got to the, to the UK. And I was working on baked beans for almost four years. And I, I, they used to call me the baked bean queen. So, And tell us about, you know, I suppose, marketing and selling a product such as baked beans, you know, that everybody knows. But Heinz would have been the market leader. Tell us a little bit about, you know, the branding, the campaigns, all the stuff you would have done there. So I I, th- I think one of the things about my career is that I, I've pretty much marketed things that I think mean something to people. Uh, I don't market luxury goods or cigarettes or anything like that. I've always picked brands and um, things that matter to people, like washing machines, like baked beans. And baked beans mean a lot. Um, in America, you probably know, we, we eat baked beans uh, at a barbecue. But in the UK and Ireland, you guys eat a lot of beans at breakfast. And it's part of 
it's part of tradition. And a lot of people eat baked beans on toast and baked beans with a jacket potato. And to be that culturally rich and something that means something to people, it was amazing source of protein back in the war where there was not a lot of food. I think people have forgotten how difficult life was back then. So I felt very proud to work on baked beans. And all that we tried to do was just remind people of how much baked beans mean to them. That was really the essence of working on baked bean campaigns. Yeah. Okay. That sounds really interesting. So we'll talk about Beko now. Uh, tell us then. It's, 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 it's a name many people will know, but I don't think people will be, will be aware, you know, that uh, your division has 45,000 employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's originally a Turkish business, as I understand it. But this is a huge conglomerate. It, it is. And um, we're part of an overall company called the Koch Group. And Koch, back in Turkey, is about 8 to 10% of Turkish GDP. It's a massive conglomerate. But what I like most about working for the Koch Group is it's very much about um, what I call Western um, ideals and secular uh, beliefs. And there's a real belief in in working hard. Uh, women do well in the company. You know, you think about Turkey and you might think, Oh, are they are they liberal or do they think that everybody's equal? And in fact, our company is very much like that. And anyone who works for our company is is considered equal to anyone else. So I, I'm very proud to work for the overall business. As you said, Archelik, which is the appliance division, that's probably the most international of, of the business. It's about 150 different offices all over the world. And I'm proud to say that Beko in the UK and Ireland is the oldest international affiliate. We started back in the 90s um, and we've been strong ever since. So we, we get a lot of playback in Turkey because we do crazy things like having our our people take a washing machine up to Kilimanjaro. That's one of the, the guys in Beko, Ireland, Shane Kelly, who organized that. And I know, I know. We, we, we talked to him on this show. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Very interesting. No, no. And those kind of things uh, make people realize that, you know, appliances, people, they're like the, they're like the silent heroes in your kitchen and in your, in your, air, in your home. Nobody ever really uh, thinks about how important they are. But can you imagine if you didn't have a washing machine, would you, would you go down to the river and put some stones in and start rubbing your, your, your clothes together? What would happen if you didn't have a fridge? So, we're really proud of working for a business that people just don't even think about, but makes their life run easier every single day. And what about things like, the? I suppose, when we look at the current issues, Teresa, things like supply chain, I assume you get parts and stuff from all over the world. Has your business been impacted by, you know, the problems at the ports and moving uh, goods around the world? It's been an, an it's been a difficult time for everybody, Bobby, and um, I think everyone is now working in supply chain. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I I know names of ships that I didn't even know before, um, and uh, and our supply chain team are amazing because they've had to do more things in the last two years than they ever thought was humanly possible. We used to complain if a shipment was late by a couple of days. Now we're, we're we we don't even complain anymore if it's a couple of weeks late because there's so many things from the component shortages to the shipping. Um, And recently, as you probably know, we've had some major strikes in some of the ports in in the UK, which is the way that most of our products come in. And it's been it's been a real learning curve. Um, It's made us all realize how valuable (laughs) our our business is. And and you're right, like it's just been a real, a real hard time for everyone. 
And what about the way people buy those appliances now and how things have changed in that department? As in, you know, in the old days, you would have gone into store, you would have looked at all the various washing machines, you would have picked one out and uh, maybe somebody would have delivered it. Maybe you would have put it in in the back of your, your car. Are people buying those kind of things differently now? So there's a lot of ways that people buy now. So we um, we actually have great presence in some of the big retailers here, Power City, Euronics. These are great retailers that we've worked with for years. And now our retailers in the Ireland are actually making it really simple for people to be able to buy online because sometimes it's horrible to say, but nobody really needs to physically see a washing machine to know what they're looking for. So the way our retailers, Euronics and Power City have, have made their websites really simple, great photos, videos, telling you about features, um, giving you great images. You can focus on them just as if you were buying a beautiful sweater or a nice car. And and I think it's just about making life easy for people, Bobby. Um, and if that makes people's life easy, the, the deliveries, recycling, which is great. So there's a lot of ways that people are recycling their products. We encourage people to recycle because our products are actually 90, anywhere from 95 to 99% recyclable. And that's great because then they get used in, in other machines that get produced so so it's all a kind of a circular economy and uh i know you're a great uh, champion of women in business Teresa. you're in fact you're in ireland this weekend uh, for the is it the women's way awards absolutely we're here for the mum of the year award and um it, it's it's an amazing amazing piece that nora actually organizes every year it's seven it's the seventh year running and what's so heartwarming about the Mum of the Year Award is some amazing stories of women who've overcome some real challenges in their lives to be able to be heroes in their everyday life. And I'm, I'm so pleased that we're recognizing Irish women for the strength that they have. So, yeah, I'm lucky to be here. I wasn't able to make it during COVID. And, um, and here I am today and I feel really good about it. OK. And finally, I wanted to ask you about an interview that you'll probably remember, because I think it was the interview that you did uh, for your current role or certainly with your current business. Um, tell us about that and what happened during the interview. So it's a, it's a good story. I was, I was pregnant with my second child, Lola, and, um, and I was supposed to interview my boss, who's still my boss today, and uh, and in fact, what happened was that I actually um, I actually went into labor, and I couldn't make the interview that day. I had Lola instead. And what was great about my company, back to working for Arch Lake or for Koch, uh, my boss was completely sympathetic, and he said, "No problem, we'll reschedule." And so I met him a few weeks later, and I got the job. And and he knew that this was my second child, and and he hired me anyway. So it was a really really big testament to how the company works. All right. Well, listen, it's been really wonderful to catch up with you, Teresa. I hope to meet you in person someday. That's Teresa Arbuckle there, Managing Director for Beko for Ireland and the UK. Thanks again, Teresa. Thank you, Bobby. It was lovely to talk to you. Take care. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.